Welcome to the Wonder Women podcast. My name is Katie Freeman and I'm your host. Every Wednesday and Friday, I bring you an interview of a fabulous female or non-binary maker from all walks of making and all over the world. Today's guest is Lacey of DIY with Lacey. Um, she really just got started with DIYing, uh, basically home renovations and, and projects like furniture builds. She just got started during the pandemic when she had the opportunity to kind of take a look at her space uh, because she was in it so often. And I think that this is probably a story that resonates with quite a few of you. As we all know, lumber stores have been running out of wood uh, and supplies because so many people are getting into DIY as they've had time to do so and then just time spending in their space and recognizing there's things they want to change. So. Um, great talking with her about her getting into this space and talking uh, a bit about, you know, representation and uh, what that can look like from kind of childhood on through adulthood. Before we hop into the interview with Lacey, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Kevin Lefty's Woodshop, Christy Twisted Twine, Christina B, Jeremy Spies, Sammy Go Sammy Lee, Sven, Dwarf Size Workshop, Rachel, Moody Makes, Bonnie, Toolmom, Bonnie, ToolmomStore.com, Laura, Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou, Made by Mary Lou, Amy, Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly, Reclaim Living Store, Brandy, Studio Obey, Kathy, The One with the Tools, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your continued and ongoing support, helping me to produce two episodes a week, every week. And if you would like to get your name added to that list and help uh, support producing two episodes a week, head on over to patreon.com forward slash wonder women pod and women is with an E-N and it's just pod P-O-D. So go check that out. And with no further ado, here is Lacey of DIY with Lacey. So Lacey, I always start by asking my guests to introduce themselves. So I'm going to let you do that when you're, uh, when you're ready. Okay. Um, so, hello. My name is Lacey. Um, on Instagram, I'm DIY with Lacey. I am a mom of three, a wife. Um, I work full time, and my side hustle is woodworking. Um, I live in New York, where it's always super, super cold. Although today it's like 80, which is really nice. Um, born and raised up here, but not like the cool part of New York. Not. Times Square, Harlem. I'm all the way upstate and um, near Albany. So it's even colder. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so my first my first question is kind of a big question, but I wanna I wanna know your your story, you know, starting as a as a little one and kind of like getting to where you're at today. Okay. Um so like I said, we're born and raised here. Um, we grew up, I'm the youngest of four, and my siblings hated me. Like one of my brothers shot me with a BB gun. He was like, I feel like I turned around and he was like in sniper mode. Like they, <laughs> I was so far removed from them. We were probably maybe 10 years apart. So they just, you know, they didn't like their little, their kid sister. So I spent a lot of time with my mom. Um, who I really credit to, to instilling like the creative bone in me because so we grew up really, really poor. Not like can't afford Jordan's poor, but like no lights poor. Like we were really, really poor, but I didn't know it. Like, cause my mom was like so cool and creative. Like 
you know, we didn't have lights and she'd be like, let's go camping in the living room. And I'm like, cool, I'm camping in the living room. So we have like, you know, candles and lanterns set out. You know, little did I know that we didn't have lights. In my head, this is like a cool, fun experience. So she was just really, really creative at hiding it from us. Um, And my siblings were so much older that they left the house really while I was still pretty young. So it was just she and I for quite a long time. But um, she really, really instilled like that creative gene in me. You know, like I said, we would do, um, we would camp out in the living room. We would go hunting for rocks. We would color leaves. We spent a lot of time outdoors, um, like just collecting stuff and then bringing it inside. And, you know, what can we do with all this stuff? You know, like we didn't have a lot of money. So she was really, um, really creative in, in finding ways to like, keep my mind going. Awesome. So that's kind of my foundation for, you know, how I became, how I got that creative gene in me. And I think I've always kind of been super creative since then. Never, I've, I've never had the skills that I've, that I've acquired now. I've been like glue gun crafty, I'll say, <laughs> up until recently. But, you know, I, I was a friend who was like, I'll come help you decorate. I'll make your invitations. Uh, I'll try to bake a cake. That, you know, that was kind of me, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. And like... What about, I guess, like high school years? Um, what what were you interested in at school? And, you know, what, what kind of things really sparked that fire for you? Hmm, I think, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, because I grew up so poor in high school, I wanted to not be poor. So my main focus in high school was I want to make money. Like I, I didn't really think about how to use my hands to make money. It was just like, I got to go to college so I can get a decent job so I can earn money. So it was a lot of struggle between like figuring out what that looked like for me. Um, because, you know, like I said, in my head, I just knew I was, I didn't want to be poor. So I saw people who went into nursing and had, you know, had earned an income. I saw people who even drove trucks and, you know, they had earned an income. So I, I didn't give myself a chance to figure out what I wanted and like what I liked and like what, what was good for me because I was so focused on a dollar and like what occupation can get me that dollar. So I think like in high school, I spent a lot of time, um, just trying to really excel because I wanted to be the best student because in my head that was the only way to get me a good job Mm -hmm. um so I don't have I really regret that you know it took me a really long time to figure to figure that that piece out um but high school was very black and white for me like you got to do this to get here so you can live like this I would I say that definitely resonates with me um I probably grew up on par for the majority of my life where you were as far as like really poor. And so like, Mm -hmm. I was extremely focused on school, (laughs) like doing the best just so I could get Mm -hmm. out kind of thing. Um, And so similar, like, you know, maybe I thought like I enjoyed art or whatever. It was never like that's actually something you could go do for and like make money. Yeah. It was like, no, yeah, like that don't make money. So, yeah, can I go do. Um, yeah, so- I agree wholeheartedly. If I, you know, think about it, I, I would, I didn't put a lot into like my home ex classes, my tech, you know, technology classes. It was just, I really excelled in like my math and science and social studies, even gym. I was like, I don't want to change. Like I'm not doing this. Isn't helping me. (laughs) Um, So you're right. I agree. Yeah. So what did you, what did you end up going to college for? So I went to, I really wanted to go to nursing school. I have an aunt who um, 
went to nursing school and she was like in my eyes rich and you know she was probably just making it but for me as a young kid that was like the epitome of like success so I really wanted to go to nursing school but I didn't get in as as good as I thought I was in math I wasn't that good um so I didn't get into nursing school so I ended up going to um SUNY Oneonta which is in New York for sociology um which was fun you know I really credit my years at college at like truly finding myself you know I was planted in this huge school with so many different people like so many different personalities you know comes from different places different states different parts of this like all over and it it was then when I felt like damn I don't have an identity like these people know who they are they walk in their truth. And I'm just this vanilla black girl who have, who, who's always just done the right thing because I thought that was the thing to do. Um, so it wasn't until I got to college and saw like, okay, you can be you, you know, you're doing you, you're doing you. Let me, let me figure out what I gotta do. Um, so I went for sociology. Um, I don't know why, I think, in my head, I really came to the conclusion that that was the easiest way to graduate. <laughs> I hate to admit that out loud, um, but I knew I wanted to help people. I really liked helping people. I didn't know where the degree would take me, um, but it just, it, it suited me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, college is one of those, it's like, I don't, I don't know, personally, I don't know a lot of, like, I don't have a lot of close friends who, like, skipped the college stage. Um, So I think all of us are in the same boat where it's like, yeah, you definitely, you definitely grow into your own, like, thought processes too, right? It's like Mm -hmm. growing past, like, I feel like you go to college thinking, thinking the way your parents think because you haven't like really experienced anything outside of the house. So Mm -hmm. once you get to college though, like you said, you get introduced to all kinds of different people from every walk of life. And um, plus I feel like college professors really push you to like Mm -hmm. try to discover yourself and think for yourself and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff so um what did you I guess what did you end up doing with your sociology degree (laughs) (laughs) um so I went to SUNY Oneonta for three years and then um I came home for a boy who's now my husband so I guess it's not that bad um and I transferred to the University of Albany and I got pregnant. I had a little baby and you know th- that really shifted my priorities. So I had her and then I said, you know what? I I I'm a year away so I need to finish. So I went back to U Albany and while I did that, I I think I worked three jobs. I worked I worked at UPS from 4 a.m. to 9 a.m. and then I would go to school. I would go to UAlbany um, and then, no, I worked two jobs. Yeah, then I would go to UAlbany and then I would, I worked at Job Corps and I would go to Job Corps from 4 p.m. to midnight. And I did that for like maybe two years. I, so it took me really long to graduate because mm-hmm. I was a mom now. I had right. all of these competing priorities. So that's when my kids are like, oh, I'm so tired. How am I gonna get to the day? I'm like, girl. <laughs> If you only knew what I had to go through, you know, pick your jaw up and keep it pushing. Um, so that part of college was like really adult. Like I, you want me? I didn't party. It was just like work, school, work, school, mom, school, work. Um, and then after I graduated from Albany, um, it took me about two and a half years to finish the one year I would have finished at Oneonta mm-hmm. because of all of that other stuff. But I was, I was super, super proud. I think I, I, so I was the first one in my immediate family to graduate with a bachelor's. Um, and then having had graduated against all of these other odds, you know, 
when I got pregnant, I moved into the public housing here. My rent was like $17. I was on food stamps. Everything that the system gave me, I was like, you know, I could, I could use it. Right. Um, so when I graduated, it was like, it just felt like a weight was off of my shoulder. So it was a, it was a huge, huge moment for me. Um, so then I went into, I worked for a not-for-profit that helped uh, support folks with uh, physical and mental disabilities. Um, it was, it was, I worked there for seven years. It was a trying job, very demanding. Um, but it also sparked my creative gene because, you know, as you can imagine, funds are limited in not-for-profits. So we're constantly having to come up with ways to get things done with very little money. Um, so that was my first, that's my first real job. And like my first kind of professional job, my first supervisory role, my first, you know, position in which I had the ability to like make things happen, I guess, and use my creative juices in that way. Um, so I worked there for seven years and then um, I transferred to the Department of Health. That's where I'm at now. Okay. Um, it is much different. I do not get to use my creative juices like I would like to. Um, but, you know, fortunately, I live in a state where my personal beliefs align with our um, governors. So, you know, the mission that he has set out for Department of Health staff in my bureau um, is straightforward with what I believe personally. So it's not too difficult or challenging, you know, to, to go to work every day. Now I have to ask. So if that wasn't the case, <laughs> you know, if it wasn't aligned with personal beliefs, how hard would it be to go to work every day? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You know, I, I see some of the things, I'm not a huge politician. Like I don't really get into politics. I don't follow it. And therefore I try not to speak on it because I don't know much about it. But there are times when I hear things from um, specific governors or um, representative or politicians, and it's just like, oh, I couldn't do it. You know, if I, I don't know what their mission statement is for their Department of Health staff or for their any, you know, government staff. Um, but I, I personally could not go to work every day and do something for 40 plus hours a week if it did not sit right with my soul, because I have to come home at night, right? Like I gotta look myself in the mirror. I gotta have talks with myself. And if those talks and that 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 view in that mirror, mirror becomes someone else, you lose yourself. Mm -hmm. You truly, truly do. Maybe some people can, I just, I don't think I could. Mm -hmm. Have you been especially busy? Like, I don't know, has, has your role there been like heavily involved due to the pandemic? Like, have you had a lot, like, I don't know. Did things change due to the pandemic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when the when things first hit, um, there was like a big scramble to reassign folks to work on COVID activities um, because, I mean, so our department of health, we have an infectious disease department. We have an infectious disease specialist, but this was so new. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we needed all hands on deck. So there was a huge push to um, one first ask if people voluntarily wanted to, um, you know, reassign their duties. Um, and then when that got slow, there was like, you know, well, we kind of need your 40 hours to go in this direction. Um, and, you know, I have to admit that most people, I, I haven't come across one person that was like, no, I will not do it. Right. People were just like raising their hand, you know, willing to help, you know, nurses came out of retirement mm -hmm. to, you know, help and provide assistance. Um, there were, you know, myself and another mom, our kind of availability and schedule was limited, but there were phone calls that we made, you know, we would have to do some tracking and tracing. Um, so everybody had a little piece of the pie, you mm -hmm. know, no matter how big or how small you your efforts made an impact. And it was, it was, I've never seen anything like it. I've never. So it was really, really, 
it was it was good to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Hey friends, I wanted to tell you about an awesome brand I discovered that you might love as well. Have you ever spent a ton of money on clothing that was supposed to be high performance only for it to end up at the back of your closet because it just doesn't fit right? I personally hate when this happens. I get excited about a new pair of work boots and then I'm disappointed to find out they just weren't designed for me. Discovering Athena Outfitters was a game changer for me. Athena Outfitters is a quality workwear brand for hardworking women. All of their items are handpicked to meet the needs of women in the trades, not just sized down versions of items designed for men. They've got great workwear essentials like comfortable, soft, and safety toe boots and options for my active lifestyle when I'm off the clock as well. Shopping with Athena Outfitters saves me time and energy because I always know I'm getting a high quality product that also looks and feels great. Next time you're looking for gear with grit, check out athenaoutfitters.com. That is a-T-H-E-N-A outfitters.com and use special code at checkout MM15 to get a 15% discount because you listen to the Maker Mom podcast. On the, on the positive side, right? Getting to see people come together. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so especially now maybe, but when, where did the, or when did the kind of the DIY side come into, come into play? You know, like I said, I've always been kind of creative and crafty, but like blue gun crafty. So I've never, you know, tools kind of intimidated me, but it wasn't until probably April of 20. So, you know, one month in, Mm -hmm. um, I was sitting in my living room and I'm like, we don't have curtains in the living room. Like there, it was just like being home really forced me to see all of the things in my house that had been neglected. And I was like, we don't have curtains. Like why? I mean, we've lived here maybe two years. So the first year I was pregnant, the second year, so three years, the second year Taylor was one and that was a mess. Um, But I'm like, why don't we have curtains? This is the simplest task, but there's no curtains. Um, and it just speaks to how busy life gets, right? Like you come home from work, you're doing homework, starting dinner, everybody goes to bed, and then you're back at it. So I had gone all the time and didn't realize I did not have curtains in my living room. <laughs> so that was probably that just being home really, really helped me to see how much around my house that I had not gave any love to so I, I'm gonna guess that curtains was the first thing you did <laughs> <laughs> curtains, yes I had to uh you know I, I bought rods so I I put the rods in the right way because normally you know I just you don't I wasn't using the anchor so I did everything the right way and I was so proud of myself that I put these curtain rods up um and that was the first thing I did um and it was just like a snowball effect after that um I was tired of our raggedy laundry room so I I updated that I was tired of our raggedy um bookshelf cabinet in our living room so I updated that and it was you know every day I'd be like that needs to get fixed look at that (laughs) like all of these little things that I had gone so long without like it it never bothered me like it wasn't even a thing so yeah. So, I mean, you said tools had always intimidated you. What was like, what was the first tool you started using that you got comfortable with? The first tool that I used, I think it was a circular saw. I think I was like, through this, jump right in. Um, say, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big <laughs> jump. Right. <laughs> I know. I, you know, I don't, after I, uh, after I did my laundry room, I felt like a badass. I felt like, Lacey, you can do this. You know, I threw myself into YouTube tutorials, anything on Pinterest, anything I could read. 
Um, and I went and I ordered a circular saw because I wanted to um, build a retaining wall. And I knew that that's, that's the tool that I needed, you know, a circular saw to cut the lumber. So that was the first big thing I did. Again, I just I felt like you can do this. Like, there's no reason to be intimidated. You, you know, you've watched these videos. As long as you, you know, uh, pay attention and, you know, follow the safety guidelines, um, there's really nothing to be afraid of. It was all in my head. You know, it's like anxiety just built up, like, mm -hmm. I'm going to lose a finger. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to cut my wrist off. <laughs> so. So, okay. You're, when you're jumping into all of this, like, what were the examples, I guess, you were looking to? Honestly, I really wanted to look for women of color. Um, when people say representation matters, representation matters. And I, I could even go back to my childhood when I was thinking about how I could earn money. The only people in my life earning money were um, a nurse and a, a truck driver. I didn't see anyone around me that looked like me um, doing anything or a drug dealer. <laughs> you know, I didn't see anyone around me that looked like me doing anything different. Um, so naturally, that little girl in me kicked in and was like, I want to see somebody that looks like me doing it. And that, that it, it tells me that you can do it. If this mm -hmm. other person is doing it who looks like you, you really can do it. So when I thought out YouTube videos and, and looking on Pinterest, um, I wasn't on social media when I first started. Um, so I, there wasn't a whole lot, there wasn't a whole lot on, because again, I wasn't on social media, it was just YouTube, just Google, um, and it is a heavily white male space, um, and who often are like contractors, so I'm like, this still help me, I want someone who not only looks like me, but maybe is a mom, or maybe has competing priorities, um, who's never held a saw, um, I want you're you to motivate me i want you you know you're you to inspire me um so when i got on instagram it was like oh, <laughs> look at all of these women <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but when i first started um yeah on youtube i didn't i couldn't find a whole lot there was a couple mm -hmm. though that, that mm -hmm. really helped me through yeah i'm not <laughs> i'm not surprised at all because i i know what the what the landscape looks like there and mm -hmm. uh the the diy youtube space is yes predominantly white men and then like when you do get women they're white women like i mm -hmm. i don't see a lot bubbling to the top as far as yeah. women of color um mm -hmm. i mean there's anna white uh but beyond that you know, I just, there's not a ton that have really kind of made it. Yeah. Um, Instagram, there's more of that, but even that I would say is still predominantly white women, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I would say I most, I know most people that listen to my podcast know that it is my as part of like my mission, I really do my best to look for um, women of color uh, when I'm mm -hmm. looking for guests on the podcast. And so it is by no short means of trying. And I, as a yeah. white woman, will get to points where I have like messaged some friends and be like, I'm really tired of seeing white women. <laughs> Like, I'm just like tired of seeing white women because I'm trying like so hard to like find women of color um, because I do, uh, you know, a thousand percent agree with you. Representation matters. And so um, yeah. I, I want that representation to be reflected in my podcast. Yeah. But yes, it is not. <laughs> it is not easy. Um and, and I don't, and I, so I want to ask this question. I mean, I think you kind of already answered it, but it's like, you saw a nurse, you saw a truck driver, you know, when you were growing up, did, 
did you see anybody working with tools? Nope, not, I mean, so my father was kind of in and out, but even him, he, he wasn't super, super handy. Um, no, it wasn't until I wanted to do, you know, stuff around my house that I felt like I needed more tools. I mean, I've had a screwdriver. I didn't even have like, you know, I can't think of the word, but the one with the battery. Um, so I only have a screwdriver. I had a yeah. screwdriver and a hammer. Um, but no, I didn't see anyone around me with, you know, heavy duty tools. Mm-hmm. Um, even my husband, you know, we, he's the, I got a friend of a friend of a friend who can come and do it. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna go call Pete down the street and Pete can, you know, Pete can call John and John gonna come over and he's gonna pick up the $20, $20 in a beer. <laughs> That's my husband. Okay. Um, so this is all new. This is all new. What was, what's been his reaction watching you kind of dive into this? You know, it's really funny because uh, he, he's super proud and he's like, wow, you did that? But now he doesn't want to call a contractor for anything. Like he thinks I am just Mr. <laughs> Fix-It. I'm like, I'm, I'm not a plumber. Like we got to outsource this. Some things I'm just not, it's above my pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> but now he's just like, well, why don't you try first? <laughs> I was going to say, has the honey-do list started because of jumping into this? Yep, yep. Yep. (laughs) Um, What about, like, the rest of your, uh, you know, in real life social circle and family? Uh, What's been their Mm -hmm. reaction watching you get into this? Oh, they just love it. My mom, like, had me. So my first really big build was a bookcase well that I consider big and then I made a kitchen table recently and um she called me like crying and she was just like it's just so beautiful it just speaks to your beautiful soul and I'm just like this is such a mom talking but she I think she's just really really proud of how how it progressed you know how Mm -hmm. I went from the glue gun crafty to hanging curtains to now building a functional much needed kitchen table um so she's just like super super proud um you know my my friends are really big supporters and I love when they'll text me and they're like hey I think I'm gonna try to make this what do you think I should do or you know can you come over and help me hang this and I just I love love those moments you know one of my Mm -hmm. friends texted me a couple days ago and was like sent me a picture of Kyle and she was like this is what I get for being your friend because <laughs> now she's you know doing <laughs> redoing her kitchen so I just love that I've been able to you know make those little make people encourage people you know encourage mm-hmm. people to, to to get their hands dirty and try things themselves yeah do your kids uh get into working with you at all Helping in I mean, air you, quotes. You, just, you know where this is going. Um, no, the, the flat answer is no. They will. Uh, my oldest, she is a teen, and she's super like, you know, she's a thirteen-year-old girl. I'll say that. So she either loves me or she just wants nothing to do with me. So lately, she's been hanging out in the shop with me at night. And just talking while I work, it's it's been really nice to like bond and connect with her that way. Um, but like all day, she won't talk to me. She'll be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but when I go in the shop, I don't know. You know, I never really thought about it till now. Why she feels so comforting mm-hmm. to come downstairs and you know she'll chat with me about her day, about you know not cleaning a room, and she was mad at me because of this, and so it's like a good unwind for her. Um, mm-hmm my youngest is two um and she is a carer um she I don't let her come in the shop because you know I'm not the cleanest down there but um she's 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 a very inquisitive kid so I I think she will pick up a creative kind of bone um and then my middle she kind of wants nothing to do with it but you know she says things around the house like I'm gonna DIY that (laughs) 
I'm going to DIY this cake. <laughs> so they're, they're listening and they're watching. Um, I don't know if they're ready, if they want to take the self-initiative to learn. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every now and then I'll be like, hey, you want to try this with me? Or, you know, you want to do this? Yeah, I've got, I've got two kids. Um, my oldest will be eight next month. And he basically wants nothing to do with anything <laughs> that I do. Except for to like make a list of things he wants me to make him, but like he doesn't, <laughs> you know, doesn't want to help. And then my youngest, she's she's five, and she's like, "Okay, mommy, what are we making today?" You know, she's like, she's mm-hmm. down to help, but that is definitely where I do the air quotes of help because mostly, yeah. you know, I've, I've got the patience to last about an hour of her helping, and past that, I'm like okay, can you please just go do something so I can like get this done? <laughs> right. Oh, that's you know, so funny. Yeah. It's like, I love you, but you know, she wants to be a woodworker. She says she wants to be a woodworker like mommy and, um, and a fashion designer. And I said, okay, you can do oh. both. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So, um, where is your shop space? What's your shop space look like? Um, it's in the basement. Um, like I said, when we first moved in, I, you know, I wasn't really into the DIY or woodworking or anything. So we turned it into a gym. Um, but I've kind of taken that over. And my husband gets so mad when he comes down and he wants to, like, get a quick workout in. And I have, like, nails on his, <laughs> you know, push-up bench. Um, so I try to keep it pretty clean and like keep the two spaces separate, but um, I've really just took over the whole entire basement. <laughs> have you have you started using the weights to like hold things down when you're? Uh... Oh, girl, who <laughs> <laughs> needs clamps, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, he gets mad at that too because I I take the weights off of the bar yeah, yeah. and it's just like and he's like where are my weights I'm like come back in 20 minutes that's right. Gotta sit there. That's right. <laughs> yeah the the first the first shop space I had was uh we were living in California at the time and it was in our garage which was the like workout space and then the shop mm-hmm. space and just like kind of like you the shop space took over more and more like of the garage yep. space and there were plenty of times where yeah my wife would come out and she'd be like why are my weights all sitting on top of like <laughs> glued up wood things and I'm like because it works so well <laughs> so I totally get it oh god <laughs> All right. So you're definitely well down the path. Where do you think you're going to kind of like, where do you hope to take this? Um, you know, I've talked about this with my husband recently because we are trying to, when the kids go back to school in a perfect world, I really would like to stay home. Um, because I think at that point I would be asked to go back to work. Um, so we're trying to figure out, you know, what's, the next course for me and a part of the conversation is you know how do I put gas on DIY sleeping you know how do I do do I want to put gas on it do I want to blow this up um and I don't really have an answer for that I think there are things that I can like monetize and uh you know really push it forward um but I love the the freedom of it if that makes sense. You know, I love getting lost in a project and being like, nope, you know, 75% and nope, I got to start over. And I don't, I don't know if I, if I'll have that freedom, if I'm, you know, tied to a lot of deadlines or the past to go out by the week. Um, I don't know. It's something I'm really, really considering, um, you know, talking to other people who are, you know, far more professional and, you know, are, are selling a whole lot of pieces. I have a couple of partnerships with um, two stores in the area. So I'm selling um, meditation tables out of a yoga space and I'm selling, well, I will be selling um, my children's ruler 
and a children's step stool out of a children's tour. Um, but those are quick and easy to make. Um, so I don't really know. I think I am just enjoying like the space I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something that I need, I will be considering, you know, h- how do I put gas on it? What does that look like for me? Um, because it, it's just super important that I do, that I don't lose like the creativity, yeah. like the freedom, the fun of it. And I could be really wrong, but I, I don't want to lose that if I turn this into like, you know, a legit thing. So yeah. that that's kind of what I'm battling with it. And and I definitely get that, especially in the sense of like uh, making pieces to sell. That mm-hmm. that's like its own thing, right? And you either learn like that you like it or that you don't like it. Um, mm-hmm. But to kind of loop back to what you talked about when you were first looking for like representation. Have you looked at going the like the content route to help be that representation? Um, see, I mean, I, I think I've, I've thought about it. You know, it definitely is something that's on my mind. Um, I don't know if I should say this. I don't feel cool enough. Like, I don't feel like I have <laughs> cool enough content to share. You know, some of the things that some women put out are just like, like you made this in your house with just an iPhone. Like this is great stuff. <laughs> I just I don't know <laughs> if I, I'd I, have you know quality stuff. Hi, makers. Today's episode is brought to you by ToolMomStore.com. Toolmom and company is for all ages, genders. They have what you need for your one-stop tool-related merchandise of gifts and clothing. Uh, the products are fun, fashionable, one-of-a-kind. In fact, I have two of the mugs. Uh, one has a circular saw with flames coming off of it. It says, Go Girl. Another one has the definition of a tool chick. Both of them are super awesome, and I have coffee out of them almost every morning. So check out toolmomstore.com or find them on Instagram at toolmombonnie. You can receive an extra 20% off at checkout by using the code MAKERMOM. I think I think the key for you would to be to see behind the phone and the hot freaking mess that all of us are behind <laughs> behind the phone like you yeah. know uh <laughs> I don't think anyone is perfect right off the bat uh I don't know if yeah. you watch um uh DIY curls um or material oh, curls it's in material curls. oh yeah 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 yep. yeah yeah, it's material curls. If you watch uh, those mm-hmm. ladies, they're hilarious as well. But yeah, I think they are funny. <laughs> I think the thing that they do really well is that they do share like mm-hmm. the mess. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they share when they are pissed off because something's not working right or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think they are seeing. Tr- traction build quickly for them because of that like people want like people want to see see that because then especially when you're getting started Mm -hmm. right if you're like messing up a lot and all you see is perfection when you're watching something Mm -hmm. I think that can make you feel like you're not doing something right yeah no you're right yeah I tend to uh you know I tend to lean towards the accounts that have some authenticity to them. Um, the messy living room, the, mm-hmm. you know, oh crap, I, I did, I made this kind of mistake because it, there's a connectedness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's me, like my, I could show you an Instagram worthy laundry room 
after I clean it, <laughs> or I can show you what it looks like 95% of the time. Right. <laughs> um, so you're right. People want that authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a fine line and each um, platform is different, right? Like Instagram, mm-hmm. you tend to find more stylized content mm-hmm. um, versus like, I think like a TikTok, you don't. Like there's just a different... Mm-hmm. a a different thing for each platform um yeah what is the I guess beyond deciding where you want DIY Lacey to go like business-wise what are you what's on the horizon for you as far as like projects as far as projects um there's like (laughs) There's so much stuff, you know, like, you know, you said my husband's making this to-do list. My daughter wants a vanity. Um, I think I, right now I'm really trying to focus on the one room challenge and my outdoor space. Living in New York, the winters are horrible, but the one thing about it is I don't have to worry about my lawn Mm -hmm. or like flowers and like that kind of stuff. And now that it's getting nice, I really, my lawn looks a mess. My lawn looks a mess. There's weeds everywhere. Like, I think, you know, for the next X amount of weeks, my priority needs to be on outdoor projects and getting my outdoor space together. How are you, like, you know, you said you're working from home basically now, but like, how are you finding time? I mean, you still are mom (laughs) you still Mm -hmm. are working you know uh so how do Mm -hmm. you find time to get to crank through the projects so I I'd be lying if I you know that oh I just find it it just comes um (laughs) my mom is great and she'll take Taylor um I think three days mostly yeah two three days a week um so I can focus on work work um, and then my other two kids, they're home, you know, but they're, they're a little more self-sufficient. Um, but I am a very early riser. I try to, you know, get up like 6, 6.30. So I have, you know, a window of time before. Taylor is really the nemesis. Like if I can <laughs> get her situated, I can get my life together. So I try to, I can get some stuff done in the morning before she wakes up. Um, but I do most of my stuff at night. She goes to bed fairly early, 7.30, 8.00. Um, and I try not to work past 9.30. So I, I just do as much as I can between 8 and 9.30. That is such a small window. <laughs> I know. <laughs> do you, <clears throat> I mean, do you feel like you love it enough that like if, if the stars aligned and it would work out, you would want to do this all day long? Like as your job done? I do. I do. I think maybe that's where I'm struggling. It's like figuring out how to make it full time, Mm -hmm. right? Like, is it the um, customer base pieces? You know, is it the monetizing the Instagram? I think there's, you know, a a few different options and avenues that I should probably explore. Um, But I do love it enough that I could do this full time. Mm-hmm. I get in my basement and I get lost. I get lost in time. I get lost in the creativity. Um, I just, I get lost. I just, my mind just goes elsewhere. I was telling someone like, sometimes it feels like I can't, this is like really deep, so sorry. But like, sometimes it feels like I shouldn't take credit for some of these pieces because it just, it just comes out of me, if that makes sense. Like it's just so natural and like it it just comes out of my hands like Lacey you didn't do that like somebody else helped you with that um and it, it's just so therapeutic mm-hmm. so I could absolutely do it full-time yeah no no need to apologize for it being deep <laughs> I mean I feel the same way especially when I'm carving like I get really lost uh in what I'm doing and really focused mm-hmm. and I'm just in such a better mood and I don't know if it's like, (laughs) and it also is something like if there's like a full day that I get to put into the shop and like 
coming, you know, coming home at the end of the day and just feeling like physically exhausted, but like super happy just because it was like, you know, it's like, I don't know. There's something rewarding about that too, that aspect of just like really feeling like Mm -hmm. you gave it your all. And it is mentally challenging too, because there's always crap going wrong that you have to figure out like how to fix. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. um, I think the physicality of it is something that, yeah, you know, telling my kid the other solving too. Yeah. Yeah. The problem's not going to, I I was trying to tell my kids the other day when they were complaining that I was trying to make them go outside on the weekend. Um, (laughs) Oh no. I know I'm such a horrible mom, Um, (laughs) but I was trying to tell them, I said, it wasn't that really in the grand scheme of things. It wasn't that long ago where human beings spent the majority of their time outdoors and working physically hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, and they just looked at me like, what? Like that's, and I was like, oh yes, it's a thing. <laughs> you know? Oh gosh. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I'm like that whole funny. child labor laws are, you know, get in the way of like, let's make them understand what it's like for a hard day's work. <laughs> Right? No, you're absolutely right. It's like this fine line, you know, we want to give our kids a better life than we have. But sometimes I feel like I'm stripping away uh, their ability to learn hard work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a it's a struggle. It's a struggle is real. It is. And, and I know I, I cut you off. So I want to go back to the, when you were talking about the problem solving, like, do you feel what part of it, I guess, for you, for the DIY and the, the building of projects, like, where's the balance of like the physical nature of it versus the, like that problem solving, you know, really thinking through. Um. So I, I think it's, 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 it's a fine balance. I, I tell myself that I don't need to go to the gym because of the physicality part, which is not real, like a real thing, but it works for me. Um, (laughs) But I find so much joy in the problem solving in the like figuring it out. You know, um, I always start with a plan, you know, we, I can draw some up or find some, um, but some I, I just anticipate an error and I'm like waiting for it because I want to figure it out. Like I want to make this, well, let me back up. In my fixing of the error, I've made this unique mm-hmm. because nine times out of 10, I'm not going to make the same error. So I've made this piece unique in fixing of that error. Um, so I kind of anticipate and like look for it. It's the problem solving piece of it is like what kind of, you know, gets me psyched about it. And yeah. that's part of my personality. I think I, I got that a lot in my first job when I was working there. Um, really helping people who learn differently, helping people who speak differently, um, who communicate differently, figuring out what their needs are. You know, someone who can't speak verbally. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you figure out what makes them happy? So figuring, finding that problem, you know, fixing that problem brought me so much joy, so much satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And I think there's like lessons to, there's always lessons to be learned in the mistake happening, right? Like, yeah, I I don't know about your kids, but especially my oldest is like such a perfectionist such a perfectionist so it's like when he's doing any kind of art like the second he makes he does something that he doesn't think is perfect it's like crumble the paper up and throw it away you know gets gets really frustrated and so we constantly Mm -hmm. have discussions around like you know I'll just flat out ask him like how often do you think when I make something that it ends up being exactly what I had pictured. 
and you know he'll mm-hmm. usually he'll be like well probably always and i'm like never never <laughs> like <laughs> never does it end let up me stop the you there never never <laughs> uh it's it's like it's always different and i said and most of the time mo- not every time but most of the time that mistake is, ends up being the thing i like the best about it like mm. because to your point it makes it unique I'm like, mm-hmm. you could get, you know, if you want standardized, you go buy it from mm-hmm. Ikea or, you know, mm-hmm. Walmart or Target or wherever. Yeah. Um, but that's not why I'm making, I'm not making to like make it standardized. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And it's you know, my 13 year old is the same exact way. She's, if it's not, she's taking a baking class right now, virtual baking class. And if the cake, if the frosting does not look like, on like the cake on cake boss is a wrap like throw the cake away I won't eat it it's not perfect so I'm I'm working with her on kind of the same thing like you have to you know learn to love the mistake anticipate the mistake figuring out how you're going to get better maybe what tools do you need like really problem solving and working mm-hmm. through it with her because she's the same exact way <laughs> Some sometimes I just think, oh, you're gonna, whew, you're gonna have a tough life. <laughs> like, sometimes I just, whew, like life is gonna teach you some lessons, and they are not going to be fun ones. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um. All right, we. Um, I'm watching the time, so we're really close to the end of our time together but I want to make sure that you've got a chance to let everybody know like how they can find you and follow along with what you're what you're making in the shop okay uh well before I do that first I really wanted to thank you for um inviting me to be on here um one of the reasons why I was so ecstatic and happy to uh, join you is because I see your intentionality around bringing um, awareness and giving your platform to women, specifically women of color. Um, And that's super, super important to me. You know, I kind of shared earlier about how my personal mission aligns with what I do. You know, that's important to me. Um, I don't want to spend time doing something with someone who who doesn't appreciate people that look like me or, you know, who goes out of their way and, or does it by chance. I I tell people all the time, you have to have intention. Shit don't just happen. (laughs) You you have to have intention. You got to think about it. Um, So thank you for that. It is uh, greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, But you can find me on Instagram. I am DIY with Lacey. Um, On Facebook, I'm just Lacey Griffin Brock. Um, although I don't do much on Facebook, most of my 90% of the stuff that I do and I'm working on is all shared on my Instagram page. I do have a website, um, www.diywithlacy.com. Um, and on that, I have a, a blog. You can buy the pieces that I sell in the local stores on that website. Um, and I post events that I have coming up. I have a pop-up shop. Um, that is called uh, what, what is it? Women of Color Creatives and Makers. It is just creatives and makers, uh, specifically for women of color in the capital district area. And that will be July 31st. And then um, I'm hosting a wood sign making class for the very first time. And that will be at the end of this month. Awesome. Well, Thank you. And I'll make sure I'll put links on how everyone can find you. And um, I know that this episode will be up in air before those July events. So um, that will get announced as well. And also thank you for your, your kind words. I really do appreciate it. Um, And thanks for chatting with me today. I had, I had fun. I always enjoy talking with other moms because, because we get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a connection. There is. (laughs) All right. So again, that was Lacey of DIY with Lacey. And I will include the links on how you can follow along with her in the description for today's episode. So you can find that. Uh, just in the text description on your podcast app, or if you're watching this on YouTube, check the links down below. 
in that description. All right. Well, if you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. You know, consider heading on over to iTunes, leave a five-star review. And please, please, please tell your friends. Uh, always looking to find new listeners so that all of these makers can uh, share their story with as many people as possible and we can all discover uh, great makers together. So please, please, please share. When I am not making podcast episodes, you can find me designing and making furniture and home decor over at freemanfurnishings.com and at Freeman Furnishings across pretty much all the social media platforms. I'm active on a daily basis though on Instagram and TikTok. That's just at Freeman Furnishings. I'd love to have you come over and check that out and say hi. And also make sure you're following along with the podcast on Instagram. That's just at Wonder Women Pod. And again, women is with a E-N, so W-O-M-E-N. Uh, go check that out and then you'll get notifications of when new episodes are up and released that way as well. All right, so it's Friday heading into a weekend. I know it's going to be a hot one here in Iowa. Not sure where there's going to be like where you are located, but I hope it is nice. Get a chance to get outside, enjoy the weather, maybe work on a project or two. And I will see you next week with two brand new episodes.